Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast today. I'll tell you what, we're in the book of Jude, so let's run over there real quick. A little short book at the end of the New Testament. It's actually one of my favorite books in all of Scripture because it's so descriptive and it brings so many things together from the Old Testament. And it's also a, a serious word of warning to us because a lot of times we think the things that we're facing day in and day out are unique and unusual, and they're not. Okay, they're not at all. Uh, the same type of thing was happening back in the early church. So let's jump into Jude 5 again. We're going to back up a little bit. Remember what Jude has said. He said, I desire to remind you, though you know all things once for all, that the Lord, after saving a people out of the land of Egypt, subsequently destroyed those who did not believe. So he's talking about when he brought the children of Israel out, the ones who did not believe wound up being destroyed. And he's saying this within the context of bringing a word of warning to the body about certain men, certain persons that had crept in unnoticed, okay? And they're described as ungodly people. So he's showing what's going to happen to these ungodly people. Now, in the sixth verse, he said this, And angels who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper abode, he has kept in eternal bonds under darkness, for the judgment of the great day. And in the last episode, we went through a portion of Genesis 6. I believe that that's what's being referenced here, that what God uh, God judged those, and you see something about this in Peter also, those angels that participated there in Genesis 6, he judged those and is keeping them in eternal bonds under darkness. Then in verse 7, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them since they were in the same way as these indulged in gross immorality and went after strange flesh are exhibited as an example in undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. So what God is doing, he's showing that Sodom and Gomorrah were also judged by eternal fire. And since they had done the same way as these, the word these is referring to the angels in verse 6, the Lord calls it gross immorality and says that they went after strange flesh. The strange flesh that the uh, angels went after were the daughters of men. They stepped outside their own proper domain, the angels did, outside their proper abode. And they cohabitated with the daughters of men, and they raised up children by them. What was the strange flesh and the gross immorality of Sodom and Gomorrah? When you go and read the uh, Old Testament account, you find out that it's homosexuality. And I actually heard somebody say this this week, uh, a leader apparently within the, a local denomination, uh, that nowhere in the New Testament does the Lord say anything against homosexuality. And I'm going, really now, have you read uh, uh, Romans 1? Have you read 1 Corinthians 6? Have you read little verses right here like this when you go and check out what it's speaking about? It is very, very forthright what is happening. So the Lord ties what these angels had done in going after strange flesh with what Sodom and Gomorrah had done and going after the same flesh. It's the same type of thing. And he's saying that they're going to be judged. Okay. Now, verse 8 says this, Yet in the same way these men, well, which men? Not the Sodom and Gomorrah men, but the men that were in verse 4, the certain persons, the ones who have crept in unnoticed, the ones who had long beforehand been marked out for this condemnation, the ungodly people. And do you remember what they were doing? They were ungodly because they were turning the grace of God into licentiousness and they were denying 
our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. I probably haven't emphasized that enough, that there was two things that they were doing. Yes, we talked about turning grace into licentiousness, but they denied that Jesus Christ is master and Lord. They were denying Jesus. And if you sort of keep your ear to the ground, I think you might be sort of amazed at how many people in so-called Christian churches, particularly within leadership, actually deny Jesus Christ as Lord. And you say, well, how can you deny him as master and Lord and yet view yourself as being a Christian? Well, it's just a cultural thing. It's just a social thing. It's a religious thing. And particularly when you get to certain levels of leadership, it's a cool gig. Okay? It's just a very much a pharisaical gig. Okay, you get all this attention, you get the honor, people bow before you, you usually make a good bit of money. Okay, you always follow the money, right? You're provided for. People think that you are of high repute, you know, and we've actually got titles referred in that kind of thing. Think about this. You're one to be revered. Okay, one to be revered, the reverend, you know. Um, it's sort of a sad state of affairs. So that's who he's talking about. He's talking to these men, and he says, here's what they've done. Yet in the same way, these men, this is verse 8, also by dreaming defile the flesh and reject authority and revile angelic majesties. So he's telling them what, what was going on and what was actually happening. They had denied the Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> They'd rejected the authority of the Most High God. And they're doing this by dreaming. They've dreamed this all up in their own head. And folks, I could, I could regale you and bore you to death with example after example after example of what I run across with this dreaming type of thing. When you see interpretation of scriptures, when you see uh, somebody sitting there and saying, well, my Bible says this, and then they tell you what it says, and you go, that's not at all what it says, but that's the way they interpret. That's their dream of the interpretation. So they defile the flesh. So these men are defiling the flesh in some form or fashion, probably a lock like Sodom and Gomorrah, I think you'd be amazed, be amazed at the amount of defilement that comes within leadership particularly. And they reject authority and they revile angelic majesties. That's an interesting little phrase right there. It's, uh, to me, it's a lot like the Sadducees were. Uh, they didn't believe in life after death. They didn't believe in resurrection. They didn't believe in angels. Of course, Jesus is always being asked about those kind of things from the Sadducees because they were trying to set him up. But here, they, they revile these angelic majesties. You know, they sort of belittle them. They, they, they don't believe anything about them and make fun of them. And so these men are very, very obvious and very evident. If we pay attention, but don't, don't forget what he said at the beginning, they have crept in unnoticed, unnoticed, because you're going to see what they do and how they do it. And they look so good. And everybody thinks, oh, this is just a, a fine, fine, upstanding individual right here. And nothing could be further from the truth. Last couple of seconds here. Remember this. Jude was wanting to write to them about his common salvation. But he felt the necessity to write to them and appeal to them that they would contend earnestly for the faith. This is so serious that he uses uh, what boxing or struggle type 
terminology right there. Because of what these men were doing, he's saying, God's going to judge them. God took care of these folks right here. He's going to do the same thing. But we have a role and we have responsibility. We'll see that later. Again, I'm Dale. I thank you for being with me. See you again next time. Goodbye.